Hello, my name is Scott Bradley, and this is Scott Scott Podcast. And today I'm joined by Matthew Templeton. How are we? I'm great, man. I'm great. Good to be here as always. Hey, good stuff, mate. So we'll kick off the show talking about the the big news that came out the other week. Stephen Gerrard is the new Rangers manager. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's not it's a big surprise, almost in a way, but I was saying a few weeks ago, obviously I didn't think Gerrard was the man, I, I thought we could maybe do better, a manager with a bit more know-how, but since he's came in, since I've seen the interviews and seen what he's doing, uh, he's won me over 100% all for Stephen Gerrard now, and hopefully he can take us, take us to good places. Honestly mate, I'm buzzing with it, as you know, and I think this is the best thing that's happened to the Scottish game in a number of years. A box office name like Steven Gerrard coming to the Scottish game, it's it's only going to be beneficial and it will only get more eyeballs on the product. Yeah, 100%. He's a global icon. Um, I, I can't think of a story as big as this coming out of Scotland in a long time. I mean, obviously, Rogers going to Celtic was big, but it's not surprising, really, um, that they could attract him. But for just to attract someone like Stephen Gerrard, you see that an icon, a, a superstar, you know, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, and the way he's came across so far, the way he's conducting himself, the way he spoke, I've, I have been very impressed. Yeah, no, same, he, he comes across as a, a young, hungry manager and he speaks like a Rangers manager at the same time, you know, he's got that good kind of balance there and I think if he speaks the way he coaches, It'll be a fantastic coach. I said on the podcast, uh, I think it was on the last episode, if Steven Gerrard surrounds himself with uh, with the right people and the board back him with money, he can do well. And he's already appointed Gary McAllister as his assistant manager. So I feel as though that's a good start. Yeah, no, 100%. Also, Gary McAllister spent time up in Scotland. Obviously, him being Scottish myself, go down to England. And obviously, he's a leader as well. So, we have two leaders in the dressing room. And he, he's a, as also we know, he's a fantastic coach, like I said. And he'll bring a real presence with him, along with Stephen Gerrard. And all the players will look up to them both. And, and it'll be good times ahead, I think, for Rangers. Absolutely, mate. Um, I'm very optimistic. So, I'm very excited about next season. And you know, Stephen Gerrard will be getting backed with serious money. Um, I think he wanted some assurances about that, and we've already made two signings, Alan McGregor, Scott Arfield, Scott Arfield's a terrific player, Alan McGregor, uh, a fantastic Rangers player uh, back in the day, and he still is a, a great player, Alan McGregor, he got whole player of the year as well, so he did, so I yeah, think that's uh, yeah. I get two great signings, and do you think McGregor will be number one? Oh, 100%, he's not came here to be number two, absolutely not, you know, um, he's going to be number one for the next two years, and he's still got it obviously well no he's still got it and I think that spells the end for, for Wesley Fodderingham uh, see Wes I do like Wes right but this season he's not been great he's been getting a bit complacent because he knows he's the number one guy uh, and he's not going to get pushed he wasn't, he wasn't getting pushed for his uh, number one spot and since we've signed Alan McGregor that could maybe raise his game Hopefully, I think it can maybe raise his game, and <clears throat> I think he will stick around, and it can only benefit him as a player that he'll have competition for the number one jersey. Yeah, I suppose, but I don't know how happy Floyd will be being number two. Um, but if he does stay, obviously, it will push him to become the best keeper that he possibly can be, and he may not be happy with it. But if he pushes on, on, and then for the next two years, when McGregor's contracts up, it could be an even better keeper. So it could be a good thing. But it could also be a bad thing. You might, you might want to leave and end up going. I think it, but I, I, like that's the thing. I think it is absolutely beneficial to him, and it can only make him a better player if he's getting pushed for his number one jersey. Because last season I thought he was outstanding for, for us, uh, but this season he's not been great. He's let in quite a lot of poor goals, but he has made some really good saves and had some good games. But he's had more bad than good. Yeah, no, hundred percent. The one that sticks out for me. The most was in the, the, I think it was a Scottish Cup against Ayr. And um, Alan Forrest, James Forrest, brother just rushed him and then he panicked and let in the most stupidest goal ever, I think. For me, that's when I started to notice the cracks for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but just going back to Steven Gerrard, though, he's a risk. We all know he's a big risk. But he's a risk, he's a risk that I'm willing to take, absolutely. And the, the players that he will attract... Uh, we've already seen that Martin Scuttle apparently put in a £4 million bid and the other night Stephen Gerrard was apparently having dinner with Martin Scuttle uh, it was, there was a photo doing the rounds on the, the Twitter so 
Martin Skittle four million pounds. What do you think about that? Yeah, there's, there's no doubt Martin Skittle's a quality player, but four million for a thirty-three-year-old with no selling value. I think. Don't think it's the right amount of money for. Him. I think, like I said, from my own most selling value, it doesn't do good value for business. But listening, if he does come in, which is ultimately like well, he'll be a fantastic defender. Just not sure about the price tag, but if we're able to spend four million on a thirty-three-year-old, who knows what else we could spend on? You know. Yeah, I I seen that Dave King is wanting to do a share issue <clears throat> so we'll wait and see um, how much money he can raise from that apparently he's aiming to uh, raise £6 million pounds, if I'm correct yeah no I've seen that in the, in the press conference on Monday so £6 million you know it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not £6 million is not enough to catch Celtic but if you factor in obviously season ticket money uh, shirt sales things like that mm-hmm. he's looking at about £20 odd million and with 12 million including wages and transfers you know it could, could be a decent challenge in place yeah absolutely mate so obviously players will be leaving in the summer yeah um, I'll tell you uh, off the top of my head I'll tell you the players I want to get Rangers to get rid of um, Andy Haldy I want him gone yeah. Russell Martin I don't think he will be back nope. um, Sean Goss I don't think he'll be back no nope. um, Herrera I want rid of him uh, he'll be gone. He's he's gone. I would get rid of uh, Michael Halloran. Yep. He needs to go. Um, I would get rid of Windass. He just not cut out in that time to play for Rangers. Um, I know you like him. I know you like him. I know me. I know you're a fan of him, but just not cut out in my opinion. Um, Lee Hodgson, he he's just rubbish. Um, Bruno Alves been a massive disappointment. I think it will be a good thing to get him off the wage bill because he's earning a, a ridiculous amount uh, I'm assuming um, Carlos Penner <laughs> obviously he'll be going um, yep. before I was saying get rid of John Rossiter but since Gerrard's uh, came in and obviously he has a good relationship with Rossiter and Rossiter had a great game on Sunday if we keep Rossiter fit I think he could be a top player I've always said that it's just the fact that he's very injury prone um, so that's the pl- all the players off the top of my head that I would get rid of. Uh, anyone yeah, that you disagree with? Oh, oh Forrester, 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 yeah, he'll be away. But uh, yeah, obviously I know what one you'll disagree with, Josh Windass. Yes, before you say anything, uh, Windass, I will admit he's improved this season, absolutely. But he's just, I think he's not cut out to play for, he's not Rangers class, in my opinion. He's too inconsistent. See, that's the problem. I think a lot of players were inconsistent. Like, look at. Maybe this is an extreme example, but look at Mo Salah. He was inconsistent a lot in his Chelsea days and before that. But then suddenly he's found that consistency. He's a world class player. Also, bring that down to earth. If you look at Windass, he's inconsistent, yes, but he's still a top goal scorer this season with 18 goals. And if you can train consistency, you can train that into it and get a consistency, you'll be a top class player. And like I said, he's still young, we still always improve. And with a leader in Gerard, he'll obviously not taking any rubbish if he thinks he's slacking in training or he's slacking on the pitch he'll get into no no question about it so I think I think there is potential there but it's just in the big games mate when it really matters he, he just goes missing so he does and, and, I and, know but and, he's going to go against the old firm you know he can't, can't complain about that yeah he did score but he just vanished right after that mm, I don't know but we'll see we'll see apparently there's a 3 million uh, Cardiff will take that I think for 3 million yeah I would snap your hand off for that mate oh my god 3 million for Josh Windass absolutely I'll take that in a heartbeat so I will and it's just some of the stuff he does in social media and, and just in general when he scored that goal uh, against Bartik yeah, Thistle and he, he was shooting right. the fans like there's no need for that that's one battle you're never going to win you're never going to win a battle against the fans and he just acts like a complete idiot at times on social media do you see what he done during the week obviously he's in Dubai Scott Allen Jason Cummings a few others and he, I think he put Scott Allen in his story right Yeah, I'm not saying don't uh, be pals with players from other clubs I'm not saying that whatsoever but I have no main issue with it but he should know better because of course fans will be annoyed at that him uploading uh, a snap, uh, Instagram story of uh, Scott Allen, right at, especially right after that horrendous challenge, a challenge that he done on John Rossiter. And let's not forget, Scott Allen is a Celtic player. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. That's like, that's like, I don't know, back in the day, I got McCoy's hanging out with Arsenal or something like that, you know, it's just, obviously, not the same level as players and things like that, but you know what I'm saying? That's a dangerous player posing my Celtic player, saying all the best friends are, blah, bl
that's not on. If that was back in the day, if that happened in the, under like maybe Walter Smith or Sinus or something, you'd get right through you. That, that's not acceptable, I don't think. But it's the modern day, I suppose. Yeah, you're right, mate. It's just a more it's just more football nowadays. Um, it's just the way it is. Like back in the day, you would never see. Uh, like another example, Gary Neville hanging around with uh, Frank Lampard or whatever. Like you would never see something like that. But it's just that no. the game's changed, you know. Um, but we just need to sadly accept that reality of it. Um, but yeah, um, just to sound off on Gerard, I am over the moon with that appointment. It's box office. Uh, it's the best thing to happen to Scottish football in a number of years, and I think it it will work out. He'll get back the money. And he's surrounding himself with the right people so far. Um, but we just need to wait and see. But yeah, I'm all for Gerard. And uh, let's go, mate. <laughs> yeah, let's go, as you say. Let's go. Um, yeah, not Stephen Gerard. Hopefully the future is bright with him at the helm for the next four years, at least, anyway. So, uh, yeah, we'll get into the games now. And we'll kick off, I think we should, with the absolute <laughs> bonkers game at Easter Road. Hids uh, 5, Rangers 5. <laughs> Can't believe I just said that. Absolute mental, mate. <laughs> don't even know what to say, like, so, obviously they got an early goal with 3-0 on 20 minutes, and I thought, oh, here we go, but... I, see that point, game. when it was 3-0, I was like, they can get 6, I think everybody <laughs> watching that were like, they can get 6 goals here, and Rangers just could not cope with hips, they were just, they were just like, they had so much pace going forward, and every time they were going forward, you, you were thinking, they're going to score. I know, it was unbelievable, it was electric football, that's what I'd call it, electric football, and it was just, I thought like, as soon as I had to attack, but the Rangers players like, didn't know what, what to do, they looked, they, looked, they looked shaken by it almost, and obviously, bringing always on, settled it down a wee bit, but for those first 20 odd minutes, it was, it was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't believe what I was watching, and uh, yeah, the first 20 minutes was crazy, and... Credit where it's due, uh, Rangers responded very well. Uh, Tavernier got the goal and tried to rally the boys, in which he did. And uh, Jordan Rossiter, two minutes later, scored a terrific goal. And uh, Rossiter, I thought, was our best player before he got subbed off. He sh- he showed uh, great battling qualities in the midfield, fantastic leadership. And he, he, but as I said, he can be a player if he just stays fit. And I'm not 100%. Yeah, absolutely. So Jordan Rossiter really impressed me, and he got right in uh, the Hibs players' faces. That's what I want. Like that's what I like to see. I wanted to see that, and yeah, I was real impressed with him. And then right before half time, Bruno Alves uh, scored a terrific free kick, unbelievable goal. And he obviously Bruno Alves came on for Sean Goss, who Sean Goss was having an absolute mare. Let's be honest, he was just all over the place. And you see his wee tantrum that he had in the dugout where he punched uh, the dugout, so he did. Yeah, that, the, that, the that, dugout, that, yeah that was that was a bit embarrassing. But not in a way, obviously, you're a footballer, you're passionate, but I still play for Rangers Football Club. But that's the last image we'll, we'll remember of him, of being at Rangers. Um, but no, to, back, to go back to your point about Roster, I thought he was fantastic. Obviously, got his first goal for the club, and it was a great finish as well. Take the wee first touch, take it past the defender. And, Slotted into side netting, but yeah, he showed, he showed why he wanted to play for Rangers Football Club and deserve, showed why he deserved to be there. And 100%, if he keeps fit, we've got a really good player in our hands. <laughs> yeah, and it also, it, it almost, um, pardon me, it reminds me a bit of uh, Lewis McLeod. Uh, Lewis McLeod, uh, a terrific player, but he can never just, he can never stay fit, you know. And uh, it reminds yeah. me a wee bit of that, but I, I'm just praying, fingers crossed, mate, that he'll be. Um, fit next season and we can just see his true potential but going back to Hibs goals for the first one David Bates it was a penalty well, all day long what was he thinking? Well, what, I don't know what's going through his head it was just obviously just tracking a man tracks it on there's no need to it's almost like a wrestler move like get him it down was, to the ground yeah. and, and it was just when I was watching that you could see it watched, happening live at the top of your screen I thought what is he doing obviously he was lucky not to get sent off for it and then Scott yeah. Allen uh, obviously got a goal, and that did, honestly the, the the defending there, honest to God, Russell Martin, what an abysmal player he is, honest to God, terrible. I don't know how anyone could defend him. Like I've said it a few times in the pod, I've said it in real life before. Before he came to Rangers, he is not a good defender. I don't care how how much experience he's got down in England. If you're not a good player, you're not a good player. End of. He's, he's terrible every time he gets in the ball. He's 
he's alright in the ball, but he always plays it long and when defenders run at him, he looks scared and he's just, he can't, oh, he's just, he's not one good quality about him. The, the guy's a fraud, the guy is a fraud, mate. You would not think this guy had a plethora of experience down south, you would not think it. He is not, utterly not terrible. He's, 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 he's beyond bad, you know, and I read in reports that we're looking to get him permanently. Oh, hope, God, no. Hope to, hope to God that's not true. Oh, but God, no, 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 that can't happen. Man. I know. Oh, I hope to God it's not true, but he's, I don't think it will happen. He'll go, he's at a contract. Who knows? He'll pick him up, probably. I don't even care, but he's, he's not a good defender. I think getting rid of Wilson was a bad idea. Wilson is actually starting to actually come on to a bit of a game, um, but from the rumours I heard, um, Wilson wanted a bit more money, and Rangers weren't willing to give him that. They were saying, no, we're giving you a contract, but you're, you're going to stay on the same wages, and I think Wilson felt quite disrespected by that, and then he went, you know what, screw this, I'm going to break. Yeah, I'm going to uh, break. That's, that's fair enough, but... Um Aye, but back, back to Russell Martin, he should, he should never pull down a Rangers shirt, ever. Oh, no, I know. And I don't even think he could get a game for... Uh, honestly, in my opinion, see any any of the other teams in the top, in the top six, right, in the SPFL, I don't even think he can get a game for them. He's that poor. No, I would have had the grades, no, 100% wouldn't get any other team right now in the form he's shown. No, not at all. So, um, Scott Allen, that challenge, how was that not a red card? That is, in my opinion, the worst tackle I have seen this season. It was disgusting. And Andrew Dallas had a clear view of it, and it boggles my mind how he thought that was just a yellow. Absolutely disgusting. Oh, no, I couldn't. I was thinking about it, like... He ran, he was literally running two feet in the air, took the water out, luckily he's come back from injury, luckily he was alright, but referee was right in front there, yellow card, I think, I'm not even, I'm not even over the top with this, I think the referee used to get punished for that in some way, because that's a shocking decision, he's there, told you after the players, make sure all the everyone's alright, and that's a dangerous play, and, it's, and obviously when that's after it, posing with Aaron just adds the fuel to the fire, and it's just, mm-hmm. should have been straight red, see match ban. Yeah, it was disgusting. And oh, did you see that? The, the, nothing's going to happen to him. Nothing's going to happen to Scott Allen. I was sure. I bet you if that was Ryan Jack, he'd be a 10 game battle or whatever. But because it's Scott Allen, he gets away with it. So that's, two, that's two shocking decisions that have went against Rangers this season against Tibbs, right? It, that is utterly ridiculous. Obviously, we had uh, the 3 2 game where Anthony Stokes should have been sent off, right? It boggled the mind how we managed to stay on. And in this game, Scott Allen does a shocking challenge on Jordan Rossiter and honestly Jordan Rossiter is lucky that that wasn't uh, uh, he didn't like have his leg broken that was a leg breaker I know like obviously Rossiter came off uh, later on in the game but that wasn't uh, he had a knock but it wasn't because of that but Jordan Rossiter is very lucky he's not seriously injured after that I know I know I thought it was I'd be angry I'm thinking this player obviously knows I came back from a long-term injury and he's going to attack like that. I'd be raging with him. But Ross at the professional he stood back up, just like, you know, brushed himself off and was fine. Yeah, that's what I like about him. He's got real character. He's a real... He's got balls. He's not yeah. one of these cowards. You know, I think Rossiter has the, the right mentality to play for Rangers Football Club. I think he does. And, yeah, so we'll go, go on to the second half. And Rangers really came out the traps. Rangers were really impressive in the second half. Jason Holt uh, scored a terrific goal. And uh, also as well, I need to say, I think it was uh, before uh, we move, uh, continue on this one, Jason Cummings had a great chance in the first half. And uh, remember he was running through, he should have chipped the keeper, but he never. I think he tried to take it round him. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's lack of confidence or what, or maybe it's too much confidence, I don't know, but... Yeah, he should have buried that. And yeah, he should have just chipped that over the keeper. But yeah, Jason Holt scored a terrific goal. And then Cummings played a terrific part in that. And yeah, I thought Cummings overall, I thought he worked hard. Um, I don't think he's comfortable playing the lone striker role. But he worked hard and done the best he could have. Yeah, no, I understand. If you're not scoring goals, at least you can ask of your player or your lone front man is to, if you worked hard, chase down the ball, make the defenders working. He did that well, so... He can't complain. If you're not getting a goal, we should be working hard and providing for the team, which he done. Yeah, and obviously, and then uh, it was at this point four three. What a comeback! Rangers players 
really showed a lot of fight to come back and they deserve a lot of credit for that. But then it's 4-3, then Josh Windus comes on and he nicks a goal off, uh, I think it was Jason Holt. <laughs> Jason Holt, yeah. Uh, I thought it was offside at first, but no, apparently it wasn't. That made Windus a tough goal scorer with that flick of a goal. I know, I know, so... <laughs> Uh, and at this point, you're like 5 3, and, but we already know the score. Uh, Celtic are winning. But we can end the season off with a terrific game and uh, a good three points against Hibs. Yeah. Then 5 4, and then it's 5 4, um, and they're like, oh my god, are they going to get back in this? And <laughs> yeah, and then towards, yeah, Jason Holt. Yep, yeah, towards the end, Jason Holt gets a, oh, a second yellow, and then McLaren. And, Right towards the end, makes it 5-5. Honestly, the best game to watch as a neutral. For a neutral, yeah, uh, it was a terrific game. Very entertaining. A exciting way to end the season. But let's talk about Neil Lennon. That was embarrassing. I mean, let's, let's take this. It's not the week. The game, against, sorry, it's midweek, the game against Hearts. He was raging. He was saying, oh, fourth was not good enough. All this and all that. I'll, I'll think about my position over the summer. Wasn't seen by the players or staff. Comes into the game Sunday. A lot riding on it. His team were 3 up. End up going 5 each. And he's on the pitch like a madman saying how oh, it's a great result in that. Yet a few days ago he was saying fourth isn't good enough. It was, it was embarrassing and mind baffling. See, the thing is, like, everyone's laughing at Neil Lennon. Like, it was embarrassing, right? His team are 3-0 up. His team will win 3-0, right? Fair enough if that was a last-minute winner. I think he would have every right to do that. I'll be like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, fair enough. But you're, you're celebrating your team getting a point, right? After your side were 3-0 up and your side threw away a 3-0 lead and you're on the pitch acting like a complete idiot. Embarrassing yourself. It was... Honestly, it was. I was cringing. I was. Everyone was laughing. I was laughing at him. Like, look at the state of that. I, I like, know. Honestly, like, and some people try to slag Rangers fans for uh, for uh, a few Rangers fans running on the pitch uh, after a last minute winner. Like, look at the key word in that winner, a last minute yeah. winner against Partick Thistle, and people are trying to slag Rangers fans for that. At least a few Rangers fans run on the pitch after celebrating a last minute winner. Neil Lennon runs on the pitch, acts like a complete idiot, and is celebrating. His team earning a point after his side being 3 0 up in Paris. Um, I know, being 3 0 up at home to draw 5 each, um, it's, not, it's not obviously you get a point with her, but that's the way they did. It's just, <laughs> it brings more attention to himself, unwanted attention to himself, and it's just really embarrassing, obviously. I saw him that I saw, and to be fair, he's not embarrassed by it, because I remember I seen a video with him in a pub and he reenacted it. And it's just like, the man has no shame, it's just, oh, it's cringy. <laughs> oh, I know, he's, I don't think he's a full shilling, is he? I don't think he's a full shilling. Nah, not, not at all. No, yeah. Fair um, enough, is it? That's who he is, fair, fair play. Uh, but yeah, what a game. What a terrific what game, a game. To, to watch. Game of the season. I mean, I thought, game of the season, obviously, a game involved Hibs, a game as a 5-3 against Kilmarnock. Um, Hibs just seems to be involved in these great games, but... Um, obviously game of the season Rangers had five each you couldn't write it could you? no not at all mate and um, yeah kind of what it's true Hibs have played some terrific stuff this season some really exciting football and Neil Lennon should be happy finishing uh, fourth like that's the first season back in the SPFL they've had wins over Celtic Hearts Rangers Aberdeen he should be happy with that you I know, as a, you think of it at this point of view, a new, uh, a new club getting promoted um, into, into the Premiership and getting fourth, that's, that's brilliant. Like, most um, teams that come up, obviously, relegation avoidance is the main task, but obviously Hibs are a bit bigger than that. They're looking for at least top six, I would say. Um, and to get top four in the last day of the season, or second last day of the season, uh, against that, still being contention for second, that, that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, yeah, so Rangers... Uh, Overall, I think that game just sums up Rangers' season. It does. That just sums up Rangers' season. It does. Like, so chaotic. Like, 3 0 down, then Rangers are winning. What a comeback. Then, towards the end, Rangers bottle it. 
Credit to Jimmy Nicol. Um, did you see his uh, post-match uh, interview? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. The guy, the guy seems like a true gentleman. The guy just oozes class, and uh, I have a lot of respect for Jimmy Nicol. He should have, he should have took charge right after the four 0 game against Celtic in the semi final, and who knows, we might have been able to clinch second if he was in charge a wee bit longer. Yeah, because, who, yeah. Who knows? Because uh, the, the performances. I would say I wouldn't say they dramatically improved uh, in the last three games, but the players did show a lot of character. That's one thing, a lot of character <coughs> desire in the last three games that we never seen under Graham Murray towards the end of his tenure. Yeah, no, so I would think they're playing for the shirt and three games unbeaten. You know, can't can't really complain too much. Um, obviously, see you see show that desire, show that grit, which Jimmy Nicol as a person has that in himself. So for him to reflect that onto his players, it was brilliant. Uh, unfortunately, from what I've heard, he's not going to be at the club next season. He don't have, he won't be in the backroom staff. But congratulations anyway. He's done a different job for the six months he's been here. Well, uh, under Marty, he didn't get too much of a chance. Sorry, but in the three games he took charge, I thought he showed determination, showed his class. And I remember actually my interviews. I think it was um, it was the Aberdeen game. And Morales gave away the penalty, and he was like, Do you know what? It wasn't a penalty. It wasn't. He's like, Do you know what? I'm not going to get drawn into it. It is what it is, and I like that about him. Yeah, he's not playing the uh, the blame game. But yeah, as you no. brought up the Aberdeen game there, we never got a chance to do the podcast uh, last week. Speaking about that game, uh, obviously we had we're all busy and stuff, and unfortunately we never managed to record it. But yeah, we, we'll touch on that that game very briefly. Um, that Kenny McLean penalty never in a billion years was that a penalty. What a terrible decision. That's two decisions that have went against Rangers in the last two games. I know, and if we won that game against Aberdeen and that 5-8 still happens, we'd have got second, I think. Um, but that was never a penalty. You can clearly see Relis got the ball, nicked it away, and then uh, the Aberdeen player bumped into Relis and went down. Um, everyone said it was never a penalty, and uh, Craig Thompson was the ref, wasn't he? Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, no, no, sorry, it was Steve McLean, it was Steve McLean. Oh, Steve McLean, I oh, thought it was, yeah, my apologies, yeah, Steve McLean. Um, he should look, when he looks that back, he should, he should be fairly embarrassed by that decision. Obviously, referees only get one chance to look at it, but you can clearly see the ball was taken first. See, the standard of refereeing in Scotland it is truly shocking. It really is, I mean, it's like, it's embarrassing, obviously, Willie Collins might be our best referee, and he's... He's no great himself, and there's no. Obviously, you say England have got better dress, but they're not that bad. I mean, they're, they're trying their hardest, but at least Scotland it doesn't look like they care. Or they, they're trying to make bad decisions at times. Honestly, mate, I just think they're. I, I think they are trying. I just think they're just. They're, I, I think that's rubbish. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I mean, think that's they're truly yeah. rubbish. Yeah, but it's just they're not. They're, obviously, the standard is not good enough, and I think that's something the the uh, SFA need to look into. Yeah, I don't think they will, mate. I think that in their oh. whole, in their own wee bubble, and in, in their deluded minds, they think the refereeing is fine. So, <laughs> and they protect it. They, they they protect them like uh, they protect them in a wee bubble as well. They don't want anyone to speak bad about them. And uh, if a manager or a player criticises a referee, or oh, they get, oh, you can't do that, mate. No, you'll get absolutely hounded. So you will, man. Get a fine game ban, all sorts. Um, and I don't like this untouchable thing refs have. I don't like that. Like, as a player, obviously, they get criticised for decisions, so why shouldn't refs? I know, I've always said, we done, in fact, we done a podcast uh, earlier on this season, and the, the segment, we had a segment where, we were talk, where I was raising the question should referees do post match interviews? And I made the case for it, right? If managers and players need to go out and face the press after a stinker of a game, right? Why can't referee like why why do referees get away with it? Why if after the referee has a terrible game they should go out and face the press and explain their, their reasoning behind uh, the decision that they made, you know? So that's what I think. And it, it needs to it's not it's not fair, you know. Like players and managers need to go out there and face the press but referees get away with it? Nah, I don't I don't buy that. No, I agree on you bring more clarity to the game. What mate? Bring more clarity to the game. I know and then they have a chance to Make a case for themselves, have a chance to defend themselves. So yeah, I don't, I don't understand why they they're not the like they're not doing interviews. You know, 
But yeah, um, I thought a wee special mention here for Ross McCorey. I thought he was outstanding uh, on a Tuesday night against Aberdeen. I thought he was terrific. So he was. And that guy is not a defender, he's a midfielder.
the only thing in the news right now is Rangers are dominating the papers and the, Rangers is a big story right now and so that's why we need to talk about them <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Obviously, if there was a story about, I don't know, any other team we were talking about, Rangers, every day in newspapers, always something new coming out, and for once, it's all good things for once, all good things for us, and Doom and Gloom, it's all looking, it's all looking up. Yeah, so there's talk of John McGinn going to Rangers, right? So, should mean you just put this one to bed right now? Yep, it's never going to happen. We've got sources. Um, we're not trying to sound like, um, uh, I don't know, anything like a journalist or whatever, but we do have sources, and... He's not coming to Rangers. Oh, 100% he's not. John McGinn is a Celtic man through and through and it will not happen. It will not happen, trust me. Yeah, end of. End of. I don't think we should really gloss on it too much. Uh, he's just not going to go to Rangers. That's not happening. So. But yeah, no. the guy's had a terrific season and uh, Scott Allen's ever since making his return to Hibs, he's been nothing short of uh, phenomenal even though he's challenged on uh, roster was disgraceful apart from that take that away he's been outstanding uh, since making a return to Hibs yep 100% he's one of those players who He will be back um, because he obviously Alan went to Dundee United. Oh, sorry, Dundee didn't work out for him. Um, he was always on the bench, but ever since he's been back at Hibs, he just looks at home there and um, he's been thriving under Neil Lennon. And he's yeah, I think he will be back. And uh, Rogers did say it's sometimes the players that are only suited to a certain club, and it looks like Alan is suited to Hibs. And uh, I see uh, Hibs are trying to get a uh, Canberry. Yeah, no, that'd be a, that'd be a fantastic sign for them. What will happen? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they manage to pull that off, I, I imagine it would cost quite a bit. Given obviously he's on loan at uh, he's obviously his parents club's grasshoppers, and he's came on loan to Hibs and, and done fantastic, fantastically well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it would cost him a bit, but I think it's I think it's um, money worth spending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, Jamie McLaren, obviously, he's on loan. Uh, also, I don't see Hibs getting him back. Like Hibs could be losing a lot of top players, right? As it stands right now, um, I think Scott Allen will go to Hibs next season. But as it stands right now, he's going back to Celtic. Um, yeah. John McGinn, he's like my Celtic. He's like my clubs down south. I seen he was like my Bournemouth. Um, you've got who else have you got? You've got Dylan McGeoch who's leaving, right? Um, you've got obviously McLaren, Camberry, okay. they're off. Well, by the looks of that would be a big loss for them because I think Marciano has been terrific for them this season. Yeah. Um, there's a, they could be losing a lot of top players, a lot of good players they could be losing. Um, so it's going to be a big summer for Neil Lennon and Hibbs. And it, like we haven't actually really went into detail about this. What was your thoughts on Lennon's comments after then Madabi, where he said he's going to consider his position, and then you see him acting like a complete idiot on Sunday? Yeah, no, I touched on it earlier. I thought it was just, I don't know, just very, I don't know, stupid. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Came out, yeah, it was a daft out. thing to say. Um, it obviously, it might be heat the moment, but come on, you need to think before you speak at times, you know. And that's pretty much coming for me, but still. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I've like, seen, obviously, saying Hibs need to oh, do this and do that and make it to their position over the summer. Um, obviously, I think a derby defeat, uh, your emotions are going to be raw. Uh, you're going to be a bit bitter, but I think it's just a stupid thing for to come out and say that then. Obviously, it's complete power opposite, power opposite sorry, um, against the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, draw like, onto the pitch doing his aeroplane celebration. Uh, it gives mixed, mixed, mixed messages, but I, th- I think you'll say yeah, I think he will stay, but that's the thing. If uh, if Hibs don't back him uh, with money, and if Hibs sell all the top players, I think he may take the half and be like, you know what, screw this, I'm off. And uh, there's a good chance of that, I think, mate. Um, there is, but just need to wait and see. It's going to be interesting. It will be. It's going to yeah, be. Well, next season will be exciting. You've got Brendan Rodgers versus Gerard, which is going to be terrific, right? 
because uh, obviously there's a bit of animosity between the two where you see that in the presser where he got asked, where Gerard got asked about um, Rogers and he just basically said oh me and Brendan are fine if you were really sound with someone you'd be like ah, me and Brendan are terrific blah 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 she went oh me and Brendan are fine short sweet like that and uh, there's obviously animosity where Gerard effectively cost Liverpool the league title by slipping and Brendan Rodgers was the guy that ended uh, Stephen Gerrard's Liverpool career. Yeah, obviously there's a bit, obviously a bit of bad blood between them. Obviously not going to admit that um, publicly, but, but the, 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 I think there must be a bit of bad blood there. And it'll be interesting to see how that portrays on the pitch. Uh, um, I'm sure, obviously, before the games, they'll be saying, oh, Rodgers is a wonderful guy, played with Underwood, he's fantastic, and Rodgers will be saying, oh, he's a great player to play, on, uh, to play with and that. Uh, but behind the scenes, they'll be like, they'll be, they'll be, what, get one over each other so badly, and they'll be, David, not David, but it'll be interesting to see how these two, these two giants come together. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's exciting for the game. You've got Rogers, Gerrard, and right, we've got, look at the managers we've got here Rogers, Gerrard, uh, Steve Clark, Derek McInnes, Neil Lennon, as it stands, Craig Levine. It's, it's pretty exciting. The game is on the up. It is, it is. It's, it's good times ahead for, for Scottish football and there's so many stories and I, I, can't, I can't wait for it. I think next, this season was kind of um, all about Celtic getting a double treble and seeing if they could maybe go and beat again but this season there's going to be so many different kind of Going on. It's, it's going to be really exciting and I, I can't just want it to start now. Oh, I know, I cannot wait, mate. So, yeah, we'll, we'll move on uh, from that. Um, yeah, 5 5, unbelievable game, so it was. And, yeah, we'll speak a little bit about uh, Aberdeen and Celtic. Um, Aberdeen, <laughs> they turned up actually and beat, uh, beat 1 0 firm, beat Celtic 1 0, and uh, credit where it's due, I thought Aberdeen. Really put on a good performance and got three points. Uh, they were they were really they, they really battled Celtic. They matched Celtic in every area of the park. Uh, at times they they were a bit lucky to stay in the game, but they held on. Joe Lewis I thought was unbelievable. I thought Aberdeen's defence was terrific. Ken McLean I thought was my god. I thought what a game what a game to go out on. You know he was brilliant as well. Um, Graham Shinney really showed a lot of character as well. Yeah, honestly, full credit Aberdeen in that game. They turned up and they beat the champions. Yeah, no, absolutely terrific. You said it all there, and they won every second ball. And obviously, you have to the road watch. But if you're going to beat Celtic, you need to really look at times, and they've done that. I thought Anthony O'Connor, what a game he had at the back. I thought he was getting blocks in the last minute and just looked so totally solid in defence. And obviously, his partner beside him, Andre Constantine, got got the going. That was a terrific French from a, from a centre-back. Oh, no, I, did, I know, I know, I did not see that one coming. And, uh, yeah, Celtic, they just were, they were very flat and just, they yeah. never took their chances. Maybe that was down to Aberdeen just being so impressive on the day. Maybe so, but even when Celtic have had a bit of space, had a bit of room in the ball, it just kind of didn't seem like they were going to do anything. They were kind of passing it around the back and it looked quite flat and when they did go forward, there was an Aberdeen player that, yeah, but also they, they hit the... They hit the uh, the crossbar, crossbar, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Blake Griffiths free kick and Joe Lewis, like you said, pulled out some wonderful saves. So, as much as Celtic didn't really turn up as much as they have done this season, full credit had to go to Aberdeen. That was an amazing performance by them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, what do you make of Shea Logan uh, towards the end? What actually happened? Did he not um, slap Lustig? I think it was or Boyata. I'm not actually sure. I've just seen him he's up at the fans and that, then obviously got sent off after the game, so that'll be him out for the start of next season. But I'm not too sure exactly what happened, but obviously something happened to get him sent off, but I doubt he'll be caring, you know. He's got a second spot, beat the champions on their own ground. Didn't win the title party, obviously, but certainly put a bit of a damper on it, losing our last home game of the season. Yeah, I was speaking to my pal, uh, who's an Aberdeen fan, he was saying, I think it, it, it was, yeah, it, Logan slapped him or, or whatever. It was something like that, it, and um, obviously went off, and he was doing. He put his hands uh, towards his ears, and yeah. He, but yeah, it was. Um, he was loving it. You can tell he was absolutely loving yeah, it. He's always on Twitter, obviously. Yeah, and <laughs> but there was no need. Uh, I don't think there was any need for uh, Shea Logan to slap uh, Lustig. It might be Lustig Boyata. The, na- the, na- the name escapes me, so apologies. But either whoever it was, there was no need for him to slap them. I don't think there was nah. any need for that. Nah, no, not, not at all, not at all. Obviously, he in the moment and that, there's no need for it, but obviously, he may be a bit embarrassed by it, um, but, and obviously, 
a couple of games at the start of the season, but um, he played a great game, Shea Logan, if you want to have been better players this season, so fair play, I don't know if want to celebrate, but it's not in that way. Yeah, so I think Kenny McLean will be a big loss for the Dons next season. He's been uh, their best player, in my opinion, uh, this season, especially in the second half. Outstanding. Ever since he got his future sorted, he's been on on form. He's been outstanding. And Dominic Ball, I think, since McInnes has played him in his natural position, which is midfield, he's really came on a game as well. Yeah, no, 100%, obviously. Um, he looked a bit kind of lost before, but now he knows exactly what's required of him and he, he does that job well. And like you said, Kenny McLean, ever since he signed up uh, pre-contract with, with Norwich, he's, he's been probably the best for me. He has been for Aberdeen. He's, his vision has been... It just looks so... It's just so... I just love watching him play just now. And obviously will leave Bones in the high, beating the Champions winner at home and... Like you said, it'll be a big loss for them, so I don't know who Albino will get to replace them, but it'll have some big shoes to fill, definitely. Yeah, you're absolutely right, mate. And, um, yeah, it'll be intriguing to see what happens, but, yeah, honestly, see the four-two-three-one formation that the Aberdeen play, I think they've finally found their system. I think McInnes has. Because many times uh, Aberdeen would play against Rangers or whoever, McInnes would overthink it, change the system up, either play three at the back, five at the back, wouldn't work. But I think the four-two-three-one system is Aberdeen's system that they, they need to use going forward. Yeah, no, it's got a good balance, obviously, four at the back and the two midfielders holding, and you've got the, the three up front to, to obviously cause circuit problems. We've got player players like Mackay Steven. Obviously, Christian won't be there next season either. That'll be another big loss for them, but um, definitely, I think that system will work for them. Maybe... Not as effective the next season because Celtic was nothing game for them, but definitely um, could have found could have found that we formation that will get results next season. And what did you make of Scott Brown and Graham Shinney? They had a wee ding dong. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, that was I thought it was a bit naughty from Shinney, but he apologised straight after. And Scott Brown obviously had him marked after that, and he's pointing at him and shouting his face. And but I thought, like I said, it was only Graham Shinney, and it was we. Flashpoint also will be Scotland teammates and that. And at the end of the game, maybe Scott Brown was up jumping his arm around and squeezing, squeezing his shoulder. Um, but obviously, Scott Brown's a marked man now, and Shinny took him right out, saying sorry. But yeah, it was, it was a it was a bigger heat of the moment situation. Yeah, Shinny is a top player, and he is the heartbeat of uh, Aberdeen's midfield, that's for sure. And uh, yeah, but it has to be said, Celtic, um, credit where it's due. Um, they've got over the line. Uh, another title soon in a row, and uh, aye, um, they've had a great, they've had a good season. Um, they have, uh, and uh, yeah, they've play, played played some good season, stuff. Played some good stuff, and uh, obviously they dominate the no fun games. Um, they pretty much dominated. Every, they've dominated everybody, and yeah, I, I feel as though uh, they've. I, I don't. Where, where do they go from here uh, next season? Obviously. Uh, but it's Gerard's new Rangers manager. Uh, do you think they'll strengthen the squad and uh, invest heavily? Well, I think I think they will because obviously Rodrick's signed a new contract today. Um, That's great news yeah. for Celtic. Bad news for us. <laughs> I think Rodrick is a terrific player. It's a five-year deal we signed. Five-year deal. Yeah, he's, he's, scored, he's scored in every uh, old run this season. Um, oh, apart, apart from the Nuggets. Absolutely, yeah. And obviously Celtic are going for the double treble this weekend against uh, the Well. That'll be yeah. that'll be something. Uh, that will be. Yeah. Um, I think. I think they'll. I think they'll get over the line. I think Celtic. The Celtic players will be up for it. And I think the occasion might just get to Mullerwell, even though Mullerwell have gave Celtic a, a good game a couple of times this season. But I think they'll just be too much for Celtic, in my opinion. Yeah, no. Oh, sorry, it'll be it'll be too much for them. Um, sorry, too much for them. Yeah, Aye. no, you have to agree with that. I think obviously, if you look at it at this point of view, Celtic are 
out of form at the moment. Motherwell are in form. Motherwell could take that going into the game, but I think in the cup final, it's a one-off game, you know, for the quality they've got, um, it would be too much for too much for the well. But if, like, like I said in the podcast a few, few weeks ago, like in the League Cup final, Motherwell were in it right onto that red card, and then obviously Celtic just blocked the game after that. But if they can take confidence from that, and take confidence from the fact that they're in form at the moment, um, who knows what could happen? But I can't see anything apart from my Celtic win. Yeah, obviously Mullerwell have won the last two games in the split, but they in the the third last game uh, in the split they they got beat five one off St Johnson right, and that was an absolute battering at home as well. Yeah, McLean hat trick. Yeah, it, that's it. the thing for Mullerwell is their two key threats. Obviously, will be uh, Bowman and Curtis Main. That's the two main threats that they've got right. That could cause Celtic problems, um, but the the thing is, so um, I don't know if they will go too up top. The Motherwell, yeah. I don't know if they will, because um, recently they've been playing one up top and it's been quite hot and cold. Uh, so it has, but uh, it's going to be intriguing to see how the, how they approach the game and how they line up. Will they be defensive? Will they will they just go full full on? Uh, att- uh, pardon me, full on attack at Celtic. We don't know, but one thing is for sure, they need to press Celtic, they need to get in Celtic's faces, that's the only way in my opinion, in order for you to beat Celtic, you need to get in their faces, you need to go in with some hard challenges, don't take any nonsense off them, and just don't give them time to play their game, because once yeah, you do no. that, they'll punish you. No, that, that, that's why you stop Celtic, that, that's why I think they'll... I'll go for Curtis. Uh, is it Curtis or Connor Man? Well, uh, Curtis Man. Curtis Man, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, I think that's why they'll go for Curtis Man, because uh, he gives them that energy up top, and everything I've watched him, he's always, he's always chasing the ball, always making the fingers rush, uh, not giving them any time at all. So I think that's what they'll, they'll go for me up top. And if the whole team's doing that, obviously it's hard to do it for 90 minutes, and um, we all know that, but if they can do that for maybe 60 minutes or whatever, nick a wee goal, sit back. Who knows? But like you, you can't get Celtic team in the ball. If you if you do, he's pick you apart with like Roderick with that that one of the foot he's got, and obviously the flair players as well. Yeah. Um, so you've got so much it, like quality in the final third Celtic. They do, and when you look at the depth of the depth that they've got in their squad, you've got obviously Dembele, Forrest, Griffith, Sinclair, Edward, McGregor, Rogic, Armstrong. They've got so much depth within that squad. And they'll be up for it. They'll be determined to get this double treble. And it has to be said, when, see when it comes to the big games this season, Celtic have turned up. They have. And especially that 3-2 game at Ibrox. Going into that, Rangers were the favourites. Because they were. And yep. Celtic went down to 10 men, showed tremendous character, and went on to win the game. So that's one thing for sure. They've got the right mentality. The players, the players have got the right mentality, and Rogers has installed that in them. So, yeah, I, I think Celtic will win. Uh, I think they'll just be too much for Motherwell. The occasion will get to them. I think uh, the occasion will get to uh, Motherwell, and I think Celtic will win three 0 What about you? Three, three 0 I think. I don't. For some reason, I don't know. I can see Motherwell getting a goal. Um. So I'm going to go two or three one Celtic. Um, I, I can see Motherwell getting a goal. It's a little bit man, which I am. Both teams to score Celtic win. Um, but not be interesting game. But with it, like with touch on, I can't see anything mm-hmm. my Celtic win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anything else? What should we move on to now? Obviously Aberdeen have got second. Um, he clinched second. I, I'm quite. I'm quite happy. Ben's not on this episode because I've been saying him all season. Uh, no, trust me, mate. Trust me. Rangers are well, 100% get second. But yeah, it's been it's been a failure a season for Rangers. It has finishing third, and uh, Aberdeen uh-huh. obviously getting second. What would you say? Well, I think we spoke this all night, but we'll have the, this conversation again. What would you say was worse this season or last season for Rangers? I would say this season. I would probably say this season as well because last season get away with it slightly because of the first season back. Yeah. This, this obviously the money was spent in the summer, ten million, and then sacking the manager in October and never really recovering from that fully. 
Um, it's just been a, and obviously not preparing to get to a cup final, getting beaten off Motherwell, getting beaten off Celtic. Progress. The progress either con as well, first round the Europa League, you know. Yeah. It's not been a good season. If you look at it from last season to this season, has there been any progress? The simple answer would be no. No, none. And that's that's why it's just got a big job in his hand to turn us around, at least get a cup under the belt. Um, but there's been no progress. Also, I think there's been better players brought in this season, no doubt about that. Just need to gel together and build upon I can't believe Rangers have went through three managers this season. Cassinia, Marty, and then Nicol. Oh, sorry, sorry, I, uh, Cassinia, Marty, and uh, and then Nicol. Yeah, three managers, yeah, and it's just it's been a it's been an up and the mostly down season for Rangers, finishing third. Um, I think also once we beat. Aberdeen uh, early on the season beat them twice in the one week I thought okay push on from here but never really did and obviously kind of Aberdeen us as well like it's been it's been a disappointing season but we'll get more into that next week on the, the yeah. season review which uh, will be a belter of an yeah, episode and uh, yeah just, well, uh, before we shoot off obviously we need to talk about the relegation uh, scrap very briefly Ross County relegated not toot my own uh, my, my own horn my man but I called it I called it as soon as they appointed Coyle boom they're going down and I was right they finished rock bottom yeah they did they did and obviously I think that way equaliser from Johnson just summed up their season um, I think when they put that 4-0 win over Partick Thistle thought come on you need to kick on from here but then they drew the next two games and just never really covered from that. And we never really covered from Sack and John McIntyre, to be honest. And I can't see them being back in the SPL anytime soon. Nah, near that, mate. But uh, the Championship will have the Highland Derby next season, so. Yeah, <laughs> that to look forward to if you're screwed up there. <laughs> uh, so I know, I know we have a few county fans that listen. Um, so, but yeah, the, the county fans that listen are uh, very critical of my opinions on. Uh, the county, but then again, no, like I'm calling it as I see it. I think my yeah. criticisms are very fair, and they uh, have evidence to back it up. So, yeah, yeah. Partick uh, Thistle have had a, a shocker of a season, finishing the top six last year, and now they they finished second bottom, and yeah. they lost tonight two one in the first yeah. round. Uh, sorry, the, the first leg of uh, the playoff final to Livingston, lost two one. So. It's uh, it's not looking good for the Jags at this moment in time. It's not relegation. It's staring them right in the face, and they need to pull up performance um, in the in the in the final leg, the second leg. Um, but I just can't see them doing that. Livingston, from what I've seen tonight, they looked they looked it's hungrier team. They look like the SPL team fighting for their survival, and this would look like this wanted to avoid defeat, and that's not that attitude you need to go in with. And I think that's been that attitude they've had the whole season, and I just I just can't see them. Pulling out the two goals, they need to turn it around. Yeah, I think Livingston, their their whole game plan will be when they're going over there to Fur Hill. Just, I would say, yeah. part the bus. Get a goal, I think. I would say try and get a goal early on, then, uh, just part the bus. That's what I would do. And then Livingston, what a job David Hopkins has done there. We said it last week. What a, he's done a remarkable job, and uh, I think Levy will come up, and the the Jags will go down. Um, Archibald, even in my opinion, even if Thistle managed to stay up, I think they need to get rid of Archibald to do. I think they need a fresh uh, start fresh there. A, a new, new lease of life. They need uh, a new voice in there. Archibald has been manager there since about 2013, and it's, I don't know, it, it, I think it'll be best for both parties. Archibald to move on, and then this will get a new hungry manager in, which can only be beneficial to the club. Because the club yeah. at this moment in time, they're just kind of going through the motions. And they, how can you defend that? Top six last year, and now you're in a relegation playoff. I know, I think, I don't know, actually, he's never going to replicate getting. Cox six again. I, I can't imagine. So I think he's done the best he could possibly do with this. So and obviously, if he do get relegated, I think I think it's time for him to go. And I don't know who to get in. Maybe Ray McKinnon or possibly like Graham Marty. Don't know. Graham Marty. But, uh, <laughs> That's a very int- interesting uh, shout. Might put a wee poll on the Twitter uh, the, uh, tomorrow and say Matt thinks Graham Marty should be the next Thistle manager if uh, Archibald goes. See what we see. Wait, 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 wait,
Elsie Murray needs to kind of kickstart his career again and could, he could the spotlight not be, not, be, not be on him as much. If he Chris will go down, he could quietly go about his business, get his all up and kick on from there. So don't what know, about Ian Caffrell? Or Ian Caffrell, I, I don't think he's ever going to get a major job again in my opinion. I think he's a good coach, but I don't think he's a good manager. But that's another one, who knows? But yeah, Chris will think 10 for Alan Archibald to, to go yeah, I think so, mate. Uh, it's been he's been there too long, but as we we're saying, this one need uh, a new voice, they need uh, to freshen things up. So yeah. that's what I would do. But yeah, uh, Dundee United third season in the championship, a terrible uh, performance against Livy, absolute shocking. Um, just that team is gutless. That club is an absolute shambles. They, they really are, and I just uh, it's just it's run poorly and just. Also, I thought at uh, the start of the season, Scott McDonald, I thought it would be a great signing, but he's not done too much. And I also, I'm not just saying this out of bitterness or, or anything, I honestly think they could go into administration. I really do. It's looking lately. Uh, obviously, we all know that Dundee United had to sell their training ground uh, yep. because just so they can subsidise uh, staying in the championship for another season. But I know. it's not looking good. It's not looking it's good not for the, the club. If I was a Dundee United fan, I'd be very worried right now for the future of my club. And I think second day McKinnon, I thought that was a terrible decision. Mm-hmm. And they appointed Chabo Laszlo, and it's been an unmitigated disaster. So it has. Yeah, and just bringing Morsnian was a cherry on top, isn't it? Yeah, when you, brought, uh, you bring big Bieler and Morsnian, I think he scores something like three goals. So he has, um, which is quite baffling. Uh, I need to be honest, it was quite baffling to say the least. But yeah, yeah, uh, not looking good for Dundee United. There's no guarantee they'll even come up next year. Uh, I think it could be very unlikely. Um, But yeah, we mentioned on Aki's who stayed up. Um, I don't know how they manage it. They manage it every year. Everybody writes them off, but they still manage to stay in the Premiership. And uh, a bit of news on Aki's, which was uh, quite surprising during the week. David Templeton has been let go. But from what you told me, Templeton actually rejected a contract. Yeah, that's what I heard. Obviously, his contract, uh, his current contract was on until the end of the season, and he didn't want to sign it. Which I don't know why. Maybe he's got other offers on the table, like better, bigger offers after having a great half season at uh, the Aki's. But um, fair play to him. He helped him keep them up, and he maybe thought that's what I'm here to do: get fitness back, show myself I'm still here. Um, and move on to, to a bigger club but no Hamilton see, see right in my first season they always get results here and there you think oh that's a good result for Aki's and they always find out results and another uh, season the Premiership for them yeah so Templeton big loss for uh, Aki's obviously he's been in my opinion the best player this season so we'll just need to wait and see where he goes and as you yeah. said he will have other options on the table he must uh, because why else would he reject uh, a contract from Aki's yeah so. possibly a heart return Mm, possibly, possibly. You never know. You never, never know. know. And uh, yeah, I'm just uh, looking at else. I think looking at uh, other stuff. Um, I think we've pretty much covered everything that we need to cover, haven't we? I think so. Yeah, we've done a good job. I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I don't want to gloss over too much because obviously we're doing the season review next week, and that yep. will be a, a long stacked episode. So we'll try and get that one recorded early doors. But I'm just yep. uh, yeah, it's um. It was certainly an eventful end to the season, to say, uh, to say the least. To say the least, yeah. yeah. No, it really was, and the 5-5 just, just really, really summarised it. Oh, absolutely, mate. So, yeah, and before, I think the playoff final will be this weekend, uh, the second leg. Uh, it might be this weekend. Uh, it, yep, will be, yeah, it will be this Sunday. It's so, Sunday 20th, yep, half three kick-off. So, before we go, mate, what's your uh, opinion for how? How is that game going to go down? Well, I think it will go down. I think it will be the same result as tonight. I think it will be a 2-1 win for the Levy. I think, I think it will be... I think it will finish one each. It will finish one each and Levy will get promoted next season. Yeah, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised with that either. And I think Livingston will be a great addition to the Premiership. Uh, but, you know, good to see a couple of new teams up there. Absolutely, mate. Oh, oh, oh another one before we go... Jack Ross uh, is currently in talks with Ipswich Town. That's uh, that'll be a massive loss for uh, Saints if uh, he goes down south. That'll be a big blow. I said, I said before, if Jack Ross stays, 
Sovereign could be looking at a top six finish, but if Jack Ross does ultimately decide to go to the switch, I think it could be a struggling season for them. But if he stays, which I hope he does, good for Scottish football and that, I think he'll do great with Sovereign. But he, he, and he said before he wants to take uh, someone into the Premiership, he says he didn't want to leave, but if Ibsen's come calling, bigger money, possibly looking at playoffs, it's hard to say no. Absolutely, yeah. But it's a big risk uh, for him. If I were him, I would stay with St Mirren uh, in Scotland, try and progress my career. And if he does well up here, a better offer can come in. Uh, because you know what it's like in the Championship, mate. It's very cutthroat. Extremely cutthroat. You don't get yeah. a lot of time in the Championship. No. You don't no, watch really the And if he starts off poorly, right, just say Ipswich are lingering around the relegation zone or not in a real credible push for the playoffs you can be sacked and that's him unemployed so if I were him I would take the safe option stay up in Scotland and try and progress yeah no I can't agree more and I think for this season they say possibly get some of the top six things and then see what offers are on the table from there that's it aye you're right mate so I think that's us pretty much uh, covered uh, everything that we need to cover. So next week we will be back with the season review, which will be a stacked episode, mate. It'll be a long one, it'll be a good one. So next week we've got the Scottish Cup final, season review, lots on the agenda. And next week will be the last episode of the season. It's been an eventful season, I'm looking forward to getting into it and reviewing it, reviewing all the the, t- the 12 teams uh, in the SPFL, how they've done. And yeah, we'll be exciting. Yeah, I can't wait for it. I'll see you there. Absolutely, mate. So, Matt, a pleasure as always. As always. Love being here. All right, so, guys, uh, take care, and we will see you next week.